art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Let's go to the bar. Welcome to the Romance Bar. Good evening, Gata. Good evening, Colleen. And welcome to another edition of the Romance Bar, where we are back in the Brotherhood. I don't know why I felt the need to do that, but I did. <laughs> it's okay. We are we are back to the Brotherhood. And what are we drinking with the Brotherhood this evening? Um, water right now. Yes. It My is water time. <laughs> uh, I am actually drinking uh, a red drink, which I feel is kind of appropriate, considering. That's true. That's true, considering what we're reading. We're reading, and also the cover of uh, the book is red, so I'm like, it's kind of appropriate. It's just cranberry juice with a little bit of mio and water mixed in. It's not that fancy, but it looks it looks pretty fancy. And with my haircut, I definitely look like tonight's one of tonight's main characters. Colleen got a got Colleen got a haircut, guys. It's really cute. <laughs> it's a little pixie haircut, but it's it's really really adorable. Yes, I I feel I look like Hex this evening. I I won't lie, um, but we uh introduced ourselves. Well, so we have a chat going uh to d- discuss our podcast and what we're going to be planning. There's also other people that are uh, a part of the podcast, like Kim is a part of it, uh, part of the chat room, as well as one of John's best friends. And they were, the three of them, Gata, Kim, and John's friend Trish were having a conversation um, about romance books. And then I joined (laughs) in and she was asking about a particular series. And she goes, well, to be honest, I'm kind of vanilla. And I'm like, the first rule of the romance bar, much like Fight Club, which Gata revealed, you've never seen Fight Club, have you? I, I, is, is it that what happens in Fight Club stays in Fight Club? Correct. I did watch it. I just didn't remember it until after. Okay. Cause, and then when I told John, he goes, yeah, Fight Club doesn't really seem like that is kind of movie. And I'm like, to be it's, fair. It's definitely not. No. <laughs> um, I must have watched it or heard of it somewhere because I really don't remember anything but that line. To be fair, and this sounds really weird, having read other Chuck Palahniuk books. I think that's how you say his last name. Fight Club is actually the tamest which sounds strange considering the other subject matter. Um, yeah. So the rules of, so we were, I said we should devise the rules of the romance bar. I mean, we know, we know we have our lists, you mm-hmm. know, like the guy, but the rule is we don't. Uh, and I said, rule one, we never judge what other people gravitate towards uh, what they truly like. Cause it, so people are a little vanilla, not a, we embarrassed my sister greatly. I think she gave up on the Brotherhood, sadly, because she's embarrassed to read them in public. I'm really sad because she she didn't have to go out and read them. Like she could read them on her Nook. Like you know, who cares? It's because the children have access to her Nook app. That's what made her nervous. Oh, okay, all right. Well, create a new app. Yes, create oh. a new app. Too. Right. 
I, I said it's fine. I'm like, or you could borrow your sister's books. That way the kids do. But then, of course, the, the, the titles are right there. And I'm like, I realized I don't, I don't care. I have no shame. And because I'm like, eh, it's not like anyone's like reading it over. I'm like, sure, they'll see the title. But uh, again, I don't. I mean, unless it's something like really like unless the title, the the cover is very suggestive, you know, like a Debbie Does Dallas kind of cover, then I feel that's not appropriate to have around anybody. But, um, but True. yeah. But I think people care about what other people think yeah. in regards to what I'm reading, what I'm doing, this and that too much, that it ruins um, what could yeah. have been a great thing. I think, Joan, um, your, your sister needs to um, reconsider. Yes, I do. Um, well, I'll get her there. She, she yeah. enjoyed the first book. And she did start reading Rages, so I feel there's hope. I'm like, if she reads Rage, she has to continue because of the cliffhanger. Yes, and, for sure. Um, I mean, I can understand, and like when we talked about this with Fury's book, like how people might have felt a certain way, or even us reading it, uh, rereading the books now in context, we're viewing them very differently considering what's going on in the outside world is very much influencing our reread and our perspective on the rereads. Um, and I know I talked about that with Revenge's book too, because of like the subject matter, because they're like, oh yeah, we want to change up our ruling system. And you're like, oh, this is this is real pertinent to what's going on now. Um, I didn't have that. I didn't have that so much with uh, Lover Mine, but I know Gata, you said you were like, oh, this was just all, all a lot to go into it was there was a lot going on like you know it's it's a it's a it's a heavy book um but mm. it's like again like the um like fury's book there was a lot going on but what the difference between fury and here um is that there is a good balance between the story of um hex and john and mm. the rest of the brothers like there is a good balance between those two because even though you're you're here for john and hex you're talking about blake quinn you're meeting saxton you're um you're you know noticing like hex um and jane have a moment you're john and uh, tour have moments um you at the end of it there's another cliffhanger like there is like you know things are happening and evolving and it just makes the book um more balanced than fury um yes and back think, towards the regular like it went back to normal um yes you know not it that revenge is not that revenge's book wasn't but revenge was outside of the brotherhood so we're kind of now back in the brotherhood in the, yeah we're back in the mansion basically that's what it yes. is you know what it is I, was, yeah you, no as you were just saying i was like it's like a dance it's a very well this book is a very well coordinated dance with yes, how all exactly. of the scenes because we also have flashbacks in this book again um that and like I said, I think it's just a very well-coordinated dance leading up to uh, the next two books that we're going to be covering as far as the Brotherhood goes. Um, it, it, it's just, it's, it's very well-coordinated how everything becomes interconnected uh, together. And 
But before we we fully delve into Love or Mine, and I feel my husband's got it easy tonight because it's a very easy <laughs> title. Um, <laughs> but let's 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 hear his opinion, John. Love or my Mine. Calling. <laughs> I could say Love or Mine because the main character of this book is John. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. That's true. That's funny. And it is spelt correctly. There's oh, it's no... not spelt the Filipino J H O N. No. Oh, okay. No. But the character, his his female, her name is Hex. Oh. Yes, Hexania. H-E-X or P-H-E-X or something like that? <laughs> X-H-E-X. Yes. X-H-E-X? Hmm. Okay. And uh, a little hint for our... Uh, if you're going to buy the well, you are if you're gonna buy the actual book, I should say, um, when you open up before you even delve into the pages, you actually see how Hex's name would look in old language, as well as John Matthews in the back. So that's a little reason to buy the actual book, guys. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the no no offense. The hardcover. To, yes, the hardcover. We're hard talking cover. about the hardcover version, yeah. The hardcover version. Um but John, the title of tonight's book, uh-huh. guess what? It's Lover what? Mine. Oh, another lover book. Yes. It's- mm-hmm. uh, lover Mine. So it's about a vampire and his girlfriend who are stuck in a mine. No, not Lover Mine. <laughs> not that kind of mine. Like as in oh. mine, I own it. Oh, oh, okay. I'm still going with the mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're, he's, that, that, uh, that's his story and he's sticking to it yeah <laughs> I mean listen it is true it is about a vampire and his girlfriend that's true yes but I, I know that that's what all, true. anytime anytime you tell me it's a lover book from now on I'm just going to assume it's it's about vampires <laughs> I need to find we've one. ruined that isn't a vampire and has lover in the title yeah, mm. the trick, John. Let's Pretty see. much. Oh, challenge accepted, Gata. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> All right. Thank you, husband. You're welcome. Sorry it was too short and sweet this week. <laughs> it's fine. No. I still love you. Thank you, John. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Um, well, another bit of behind the scenes. So, again, Gata and I plan our episodes as best we can in advance so we can give you the best quality of episodes. And mm-hmm. so God is like, I know this is my wheelhouse. So I will cover this set of books. This is your wheelhouse. You're in charge of these sets of books. So I feel between the two of us, we can both find lover. That isn't a vampire book. I think we can. I think we can. And we shouldn't tell John. No. And just, you know, surprise him. I agree. I totally agree. Okay. All right, we'll do it. We'll find it. And uh, with Lover Mine, this is where, for me, the timeline of the Brotherhood gets a little wonky. You know what? Yes, because when I was reading it, I did notice the weird timeline. Very weird. Um, Because you know how how I figured that out? Because Blay is saying that it's been a year since he's known John. Yes. Which, I mean, okay, so it's been a year since him and John knew each other, but John knew Tor and the rest of them way before, Mm -hmm. maybe a month or two months before. Yep. No, yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, right before they started um, the rounds, the rounds, right? Of training. Yes. Um, so, and then Dion was still living with Wealthy and Tor, and then Tor left, and then it was six months for um, eight months. Eight months for. On who was it? No, I'm trying to. I'm trying the timeline. That's why I was keeping track. Yeah, so it's been between John meeting Tor and Tor leaving. How much time? Right. So okay, because that's why I was keeping track of how Mm -hmm. long it had been. Now the reason why I was keeping track because somebody had said it's only been three years in the realm of when dark lover happened to the most recent recent yeah. book which was the sinner right mm-hmm. and i'm like but that's wrong like it feels mm-hmm. really wrong to say that that's why we were that's why i was keeping track and i was like okay well we're doing this deep dive reread i'm gonna figure it out i am going to play history time detective and to which i feel lover mine throws it to the wind and says, fuck it. (laughs) We're doing our own thing. Um, It is, to quote Doctor Who, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, it doesn't need to make sense. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't need to make sense. Um, Where we are off a beaten path at this point, it's okay. And um, because... So so in your calculation... Right, because Nala is born in this book, or like she already yeah. exists. She's already safely born in this book because there's a point where John Matthew says, "Oh, you know, Zadis was filling the 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 gap that Tor had left, but now he's in the process of being a dad." And I'm like, "Oh, so Nala's already born in this. So how much? Because she was already born at the end of Revenge's Revenge, book. yeah. But I'm just no, saying, but the end, beginning of Revenge. Because remember, yes." yes. I'm sorry. She brings her to to her mother. Yeah. Right. But I'm, that's what I'm saying because at the end of Fury's book, Bella was still pregnant. And I'm like, how? The, like, how much? But it's like, here is the confirmation that time is really messed up. Because it, it's 19 months? No. Yes. 20 months? Yes. It's, ni- it's 19, 20 months, roughly gestation for a uh, pregnant uh, female. Unless. Unless we're a different, a certain vampire who hasn't gotten pregnant yet. And her, her timeline think, is different. <laughs> think, I think, okay, so let's do it this way. If it's been two years since, um, since, what's her name? Bella was pregnant. So that means it's been also two years since Wesley has died. And it's been two years since Tor left. But no, it was only eight months when Tor came back. I know, which is why I'm saying it's a. It, you're right. The timeline doesn't match. And then when we get to a future, the future book, it, a fu- it, it it gets messed up even more. <laughs> it's so. So it's like um, like I think it's just we we can't actually keep track of the time, um, even though we're gonna. So with Darry, we but wait, but also hold on a second. But also, yes, yes. Bella leaves 
and she comes back to tell him that she's pregnant. She leaves him for three months, four months, six months. Three months. Three months. So she leaves him for three months. So does that mean that she was four months pregnant? Well, yeah. So she, if she got pregnant during the needing, so she, but I guess it was viable at the, like they could tell. At yeah. That point. She's like but, almost four months pregnant. Um, and then Tor. Yes. Cause she's four months pregnant in Butch's book. Okay. Cause remember so, Butch or is it no Vicious's book? Cause there's that point where she makes furious sandwich and he's like yeah she's only yeah she's pregnant so she's four months at the end of her book and then by butch's book she add a couple of months so she's like what six months pregnant at that time and then nine months by fury's book nine months by fury yeah and then she had the baby by revenge's Revenge's book book. so interesting yeah and like we said, Blay says that it he has known John for a, about a year. And Which is not wrong. No, it's not. But then also, uh, so with we said with Revenge's book, uh, Hex was kidnapped by our lovely, uh, what, what's his name for American Art? Cody Fern? Was that Lash. the actor? No, the actor Cody Fern. That's who I'm thinking of now as Lash. Very prim and proper. Want to stab him. Oh, okay. That's all. No, Cody, he's a, uh, if you Google him, you can see, I think he's very much has a lash face. If you want to look better, a little bit different than Draco Malfoy, a little less pale. Mm -hmm. Um, but he, uh, so Hex was, was taken by lash and it's been, it was, I wrote it down. I think it's been four weeks since the kit since that happened yeah it's about a month yes and um have now gotta i don't know if i brought this up the last time but i think it's really interesting with us doing the reread and for the uh lovely 244 listeners that are doing the reread with us um welcome or the ones that are new to this we're not going to spoil we're not going to spoil future things just yet but do you find like as you're doing the reread like the little easter eggs of like the things that we know now like yes um rediscovering them like for it so there uh lash has something in his basement that i'm like oh that's this that plays part a part later on and i'm like oh that's interesting um I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who's just starting to read it. Read it. We'll save that for when we cover that book. Um, but I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Or or even when we go. So the book starts off with uh, we're in Darius. Da- Darius is still in the training camp. And we're, get, um, we're in his frame of mind. He's like reviewing the journals like that kept Vicious going when he was at the training camp. The ones that. Um, John Matthew got when he transitioned as, uh, you know, as part of his family heirloom heirlooms. Mm -hmm. And he's just reviewing of like, Oh, how, how he's going to, he never wants to come back to this training camp because it is a hellhole of a training camp. It is a horrible place to be. 
Um, but like he knows his goal is to be a fighter, a warrior, and that's the only thing that's kept him sane and kept him wanting to get out of there. So the bro- there are brothers that are coming to um, pick him up because he's auditioning. Uh, I put that in air quotes to be a part of the brotherhood. So he has to go out and fight with them for one night. And if he's mm-hmm. worthy, he gets to become a brother, but he, he definitely, we know he becomes a brother, but it's like in his goal because he never wants to come back to the training camp. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be part of the blood letters group anymore or under right. his thumb, basically. And so the brothers that come get that come fetch him are um, agony, which is, Fury and Zadist's father, throw, murder, and torture. Remember all of those names. I just please, yes, thank you. Please and thank you. Just saying, these are the Easter like that's not as but but those are the Easter eggs that like I found. I was like, oh, this is good for future reading to keep in mind. And I was like, oh yeah, like oh how these characters play, you know, in later books or what we need to know for later books so and then we jump forward to a tattoo shop and gata would you like to pick up there i'm sorry what was that when uh we after darius's flashback chapter mm-hmm. one we go to a tattoo shop the most <laughs> oh awkward God, tattoo ever so okay so it's been a month since hex has been kidnapped um they yes. don't know where she is um brother um they're still looking for her but they're losing hope slowly right yes um john blay and quinn go to a tattoo shop and they're like okay we have um we want to you know he wants a tattoo and we have the ink do you is that okay you know we have a design and they're like yeah the guy's like yeah sure no problem of course quinn eyes the receptionist and he does his thing and yeah and then um john is sitting waiting because the tattooist is tattooing flowers for these two girls and they're like screaming because you know it's so painful um and i never want to get a tattoo but you know uh, it's painful are you kidding me no i i don't want a tattoo no judgment for anyone who has one no, you know what it is? I just can't have anything on my body that I can't move. Yes. It's weird. I, like, no, I, I ch- yeah, I listen, I change my mind too often about my hair, about uh, nail polish on my toes and my fingers, and I get sick of things. Those things, I'm like, oh, like I have my toes painted right now, and I'm like, oh, I'm ready to change it. But I'm like, oh, I'll do it. But I'm like, the minute I see something wrong with it, I'm like, I take the nail polish off. So for me to get a tattoo, that's too long of a commitment. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm I'm not a commitment person. That's why I'm single. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Well, see, and that's the thing. Uh, so they steal ink from Vicious because vampires need a specific kind of ink for the ink to stay. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it has a little bit of salt water in there, but they're going to a tattoo shop because John is like, I'm going to get a lot of questions if I ask Vicious to do what he wants done, which is he's getting Hex's name tattooed where the mating mark would have gone. So that's what he's getting on 
his back and um he had said it in previous books that hex was his ultimate person and he's like yeah he's making it final like that's just how um serious he is about it and then we also get blaze reflections on the thoughts of what quinn is doing to the receptionist Hmm. which is why i said most awkward tattoo ever well i mean the thing is about playing quinn is that quinn is trying to prove to himself and to play that he's not right yes that he's not attracted to guys he's really attracted to women only and um exactly and um and blade is is in love and can't figure out how to you know feel anymore because he he can't leave john but he doesn't want to be around Quinn. but he can't not be around quinn it's like an addiction right and he starts smoking and quinn hates smoking but so he starts smoking even more because quinn hates smoking it's just like this this passive aggressive relationship between the two so um but the loyalty which is you know what good friends are their loyalty lies with john um and that's 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 a wonderful you know thing which is it's it's now like john is what connects them together yes they are not connected to each other anymore they're connected through john right um and then they get connected again through saxton because saxton is quinn's cousin quinn's cousin and then he becomes Blaze's first person. Yes, first, first guy. Yes, first, you know, first person. And it's interesting because um, there is, they torture each other. And yes. Um, it's, it's, it's a parallel to the torture that John feels with Hex being captured by Lash. And yes. to him, as you said, she is his ultimate person. So there is no one else for him. This is it. And that's why he wanted her name tattooed on um, on his back because she's in his heart and his mind. She's his mate. She's his, you know, and, villain. And yeah. Well, the ta- yeah, so it's- well, the tattoo was going on. We cut to where Hex is. Hex is being kept yes. in a house um, in a brownstone that she can't get out of. So she can look out a window and see everything that's going on, but she can't escape it. There's like a kind of like the the mist that protects the mansion that Vicious throws down. Lesh has his own kind of thing. Magic. Magic yeah. to keep Hex. So like she can wave at people and no one can see her. Um, if anyone ever saw uh, Order of the Phoenix, like how they expand the house, like to reveal, like oh, that's where Sirius lives. It's mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of like that. Um, so she's like, I could throw, th- like she could put her fingers out to like get the glass to bend, but it'll snap back. She's tried to throw things at it to escape, and she's she, and he keeps her naked. She's not allowed to have clothes because he knows the minute she gets clothes, she's gonna find a way to get out of there. She's not gonna stay there for long. But um, at first, he, and like you see it from Lash's perspective, that he took her because of what she did to his lover. The but, princess. The princess. But it slowly, he slowly starts to 
fall in love and fetishize Hex because she is not, because she's tough. So, like, John loves her because she's tough, and, but he also admires her, but will, um, but he gives her, as Hextra is reflecting on it, she's like, there's this special look he used to give me that I killed. And yeah. she's like, she's like, I am never going to be worthy of that look ever again. And it, she's, because she doesn't feel much like how Butch felt and, I would say like that they're not worthy of the affection that somebody is giving them. I think this is the first time that I feel a female in these books has felt that way. And it's hex. Um, Mm -hmm. She doesn't feel like she's worthy of the affection that John is giving her, that she is capable of what John is willing to give her, which is this utter devotion. And uh, she thinks it's not like, he's not looking for her that, um, he's going to move on. Little does she know that, no, he is still looking for her and he's completely devoted to finding her. It's a little different than what Zadist did, but um, it's still like a level of, a, a higher level commitment. It's just like, it's like, it's a will they, won't they, but on a much different level. And but also, but Lash, I think, also gets off on the fact he goes, he knows, like, I think he had an inkling that she likes John and that John liked her. And, like, that's also another reason to be like, that's why I want to keep her. But he's also thinks he's falling in love with her. Um, but he also likes their little uh, tete-a-tete of their physical violence, like them having to basically beat the shit out of each other and then him dominating her Mm -hmm. uh very much kind of what we found out in vicious's book too and what darius went through in the training camps like i think lash probably would have done very well in the training camps um definitely and in the blood letters so and he even he but he knows it's sick and demented not the way that uh what was the lesser's name that had bella i can't remember uh Uh, mr uh uh, saint joseph wasn't his name Dave? No, David. That David, was David. 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 Yeah. Um, like he he'll be like so. Like David was honestly thinking that Bella was his girlfriend, whereas Lash will be like, "Hi, honey, I'm home," but like in that sick, twisted, like serial killer way, and yeah. um, like he has bruises all over him, and he loves that he has these bruises all over him from Hex, and he wants to keep continuing that relationship and it's oh and this is also the book intent this is also the book that made me hate havers even more just throw that out there mm-hmm. um because he's a... all right you know we'll save that for when we get up to it so now yeah. this again we're only in the first couple of chapters but that's i think that's where we are for the most part as for the well-established characters because i don't think tor comes in until a little bit later well, yeah, I mean, it's not like... I mean, the principal characters for the story. Yeah. And we go back, like, the book keeps uh, going back and forth between um, between flash- Blake and... Yes. Um, the flashbacks and um, Hex and Lash, and then Hex and John once they rescue her. Um, because the thing is, the shadows and revenge haven't stopped looking. No. 
revenge is still looking. He's not giving up. He's going to find her because he feels responsibility towards her that the brotherhood does not feel because they don't have that kind of relationship. And he wants to, I mean, revenge wants to talk to John, of course, but um, John is not meeting with anyone and, or talking to anyone about it um, except for Blay and Quinn. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's really interesting. And it's also interesting um, um, how Lash is obsessed with her because she is tough, because she's fighting him back, because mm-hmm. she's not giving up. I think if she gives up, he would have killed her. If yes. she had, that, yeah, he would definitely have killed her. It's because she fought him. And the strength to have to fight something like that is is amazing. Like she's she's a tough woman. She's a strong person, but she had to draw so much strength strength from inside of her to fight him because honestly, for a whole month she fought him day and night um to be able to survive. I mean, how 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 much can you fight? Um, I would have given up a long time ago, probably, but um, Hex did not give up. She was strong and she fought, and it's the reason why she was still alive. And I think it's, uh, I thought it was interesting, and I just thought it, so she, like, to escape, like, to kind of give herself a mental break, she think while Mm -hmm. she's trapped in with Lash, she thinks of, like, how to do mixed drinks to, like, kind of distract herself, so she's not focused on her situation, which comes up again later when her and John Matthew are together and she's out during the day and she needs to kill time that she starts practicing sign language. So I think it's really interesting how she like is, she's like her, her, her mental capacity of like, no, I know what I need to, like, I need to do something not non, but like something repetitive just to like kind of like an OCD thing, but like sort of like a calming thing. So that way she's like, she can stay focused and on task and that she doesn't go. Cause like with her and revenge, they're so concerned with letting loose their sympath side and weaponizing it and becoming the worst versions of themselves that they have these different coping mechanisms where I think Hex has become a little bit healthier coping mechanisms, like learning the sign language or just like thinking like ways to distract herself from the, the current, you know, to keep herself focused. Um, And also she doesn't want, she wants to keep herself focused, distracted on other things because she doesn't know what other powers Lash has at his disposal that she doesn't want to like let herself become even more vulnerable. And, um, so she does eventually get free. She gets free on her own. I know that, but they have to, they still have to come find her because they don't. Right? They don't oh, meet up. I with mean, one. she she kills the people. I think she does, but Lash isn't there because I'm saying Lash wasn't there when she gets out. Like it's a moment when Lash isn't there that she takes a risk and sees it. No, Lash, Lash was in the middle of recruiting someone then he fed off one of the lessers and i think he was about to meet his you know father um the omega but um 
Yeah, and then because I remember she like she escapes and they find and I, they find her and bring her back to the man's, and um, mm-hmm. Jane is like, okay, so like she t- and like of course John is there and she's like, all right, listen, I need to, we need to have a moment alone because we know she's been through some trauma. Let me just, it's just going to be me and her. And so she's like, kind of, but she's very much a doc, you know, like doc brain of like, okay, so I have, uh, we know she's been sexually abused. So I got to get in this thought and she goes, okay, I don't, I'm still learning how you guys work. Is there any chance you could be pregnant? And Hex is like, yes, there is a chance. And it's Jane's like, okay, what do I, what am I looking for? And like, even though it's very clinical, Jane is also has that very reassuring manner to like keep Hex calm and not freak out. And she's like, but Hex is not pregnant, which is a good thing. But also the fact that John does a little bit differently, like he, he's like, okay, Hex and Jane need this space. I'm going to let them have it. Whereas like Zadis was very much on top. John kind of like is a little bit more of a modern male, I would say. And <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. um and while these things are going on, we get flashback. We keep going flashback to how Darius, like, there was a particular moment, and not all. It's not all Darius. So we, when we first see Darius, it's him leaving the training camp. But then we see him again at a brotherhood meeting, and we meet a very newly transitioned tour um at one of the at this brotherhood meeting and um Darius is looking at him and he and Tor is standing next to his sire and um Darius has some thoughts on the sire like he's like mm-hmm. harm uh who t- that's Tor's father for la- for lack of a better word yeah father is not really a good word um yeah, the guy who brought, you know, the sperm donor. Oh, that's that's it. That's basically what he, like, Harm, he just, he, he is like Quinn in the sense that he will, anything that moves, it breathes, it has a pulse. He's on board. Um, he's a little worse in a future book. Uh, but uh, he he's like, yeah, I just brought Tor here because it was an obligation. I fulfilled my obligation. I'm done with him. And Darius is like, okay, I will train your son. I will hold up the mantle. And there's a, there's a, there was a kidnapping of a female. Mm-hmm. And so Tor and Darius take up this mission to go find the female. And so how we had said earlier, when we said it was full circle, when Tor agreed to be John Matthews' mentor, this is how we see how Darius was Tor's mentor. And he, yeah. and Darius notes like how skittish, not, not skittish, but like how like uh, Tor is very warrior-like, but how like wh- when they're going to investigate, they, they're in the female's bedroom and Tor is all like a little nervous because he's like, he's never been in a female's quarters before. He's never been around this stuff. So he's like, he, he he's not, he, not on unco- he's just like i don't know how to handle this but he's like i know i have a job to do kind of a thing he's just like and it's just like oh it's so cute <laughs> not cute but it's just like oh he's all shy and all like oh shucks like i 
for lack of better uh for lack of better words mm-hmm. about it and um it you know it's very because obviously it's a very big juxtaposition of how tor is where we know tor is now in present day um he's like very much not that shy kid that's like blushing at the sight of like being in a female's room now he's just like battered and broken um slowly coming back to life slow it's an uphill battle but he's coming he's coming back <laughs> sort of <laughs> kind takes of takes him time yeah but but the peril between the 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 trip that Darius and Tor takes to find that female and the the story of Hex and John and the the re meeting i should say of john and tor is is really really interesting and was written really well um it's very it's you you do have to pay attention to that story and follow it through for the next two books because it goes that long yes theory yes um and in theory, considering how the timeline works. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I think we should give, the timeline's a little bit messed up if we really, um, you know. Dwell on it. Yeah, dwell on it. But if we give the author, a, you know, the, if we give the warden a lot of leeway, it's it kind of works in a sense. Because, um there's a bit of magic <laughs> in the air yes. when it comes to the Brotherhood, so there is that. And time acts differently in their world than it does in ours, so there's that. Yes. That, that you know, there's that. But the thing is also is um, John and Hex's relationship, like we saw it develop from when he met John as a um, pre-trans. And pre-trans to when he transitions to um she watched him basically fall in love with her and she watched him fall out of love with her but like growing up growing out of his crush and becoming a man um who's in control of his emotions but then she sees him break when she's in captivity and that's bringing is all back to her all that emotion um reminds her of what is she missing when she's in captivity and um basically drives her anger to to want to find um a way out and she does she um, finds herself yeah yeah which i i think for the like no well also when uh john is reflecting on why he has to find her and why the brotherhood wants to find her so she ha- john says she was very much a part of the to go find revenge she was very much a fighter and the brotherhoods were very willing to accept her as a fighter they didn't question her being a fighter um that she was already a part of their unit that she was already Mm -hmm. essential um i think that's kind of where like in the very first couple of chapters of how hex is very much set apart from the other females that we met so far not to say that there weren't strong females before but that hex is a different um even though she's part sympath, but she's, she is something different. She is, we know she is not a, she has her weak moments and she admits them. 
of like how she is crushed when John doesn't look at her that special way anymore, or Mm -hmm. that she doesn't think she's capable of having the nice things very much like Zadist does like not worthy of having these nice things in life, not worthy of that special look um, because she was bitten before by a brother um, who was important later. Uh, But (laughs) yeah. That that's a different that's a different story for another day, um, and also I think John's age comes in, into a little bit of a factor, like in the beginning. But now he's very much a man who is very much in love with her, um, and I think I think like and I think you had said it a while ago that John, even though John, we know John Matthew is the reincarnation of Darius, which is why we have the flashbacks of Darius. Like you also see how different John Matthew is than Darius, but in a good, in a good way. Um, And like I said, it's, it's very much uh, the, the book is very much a dance, all these scenes playing off of each other. Like I can't envision taking the flashbacks out, and the story still working as well. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it works without the flashbacks. And the, I think the flashbacks add a lot to the story, of course. Of course. And we'll notice more flashbacks in the upcoming books. Um, they are a really important part of the story. They explain a lot. They really do. Yes. And um, so also... Oh, also in the flashback, what I enjoyed of the Brotherhood meeting. So we see like baby Wrath, like baby, mm-hmm. baby, baby, like he's like seven years old and he's like there and he's at the meeting because his father wants him to like understand what's supposed to happen. And you're just like, oh, my God. So like Tor is about like 27 at this point mm-hmm. and Wrath is seven. So it's like if you want the age difference. So like Tor is exactly like 20 years older than Wrath is. Um, so Tor is a little old. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, Tor also has a gray right. streak going through his hair now. That's the only other update. I feel that's important. Uh, well, yeah, that that's important only because it's just like ha- that how much he's physically changed from that twenty five year old guy, or even the guy that John met. Um, yeah, like uh, at first when he was with Wilsey. Right. So he he has aged considerably and because of what he's been through, but also um again interesting because you have these flashbacks of Tor and Darius um looking for this female who was kidnapped by a sympath. <clears throat> was kidnapped by a sympath and um the family wants to find her because she was supposed to be mated to somebody else and uh, you know, they were kind of give, much like with Hex and other pre- like giving up hope. And this is also because bef- this is like six, uh, this is like the 1700s. So there were no cell phones, yeah. there was no cars. No. So they're relying on uh, their dematerializing and horses. That's what we got. <laughs> um, and of course, their instincts to find this female um, who we never hear her name mentioned the female no we but that we don't meet we her don't. until the the very end we, yeah of like not even this book i don't think yes um yes dear. but 
the end of this book? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, the other person that we meet, and we we met this person before, uh, but we meet Pain, and we discover that Pain and Wrath has developed because Wrath can't fight in on the streets, you know. Um, we discover that Pain and Wrath have been enjoying each other's military skills by fighting each other, like training together. And um, it's interesting because it's important. But Rath doesn't know who she is. No, he does not know who she is, for sure. He doesn't know that she's um, Vicious's um, she's twin sister. He doesn't know that she's the scribe's virgin daughter. He just thinks she's one of the chosen, I think. Yes. She doesn't know who he is. No, she does know who he is. But she knows, like, she just wants to... I think she knows he's a yeah. member of the Brotherhood, but she doesn't know... No, she knows he's the king. She does. Okay. Yeah. Um, And so, like we said, we also meet... We re, we meet Saxton, of who Blake and... Uh, Blake goes on a date with him. They're, uh, they go to a bar where they're smoking cigars... And they're having like it's it's a little awkward for Blake because this is his first date, and Saxon's already obviously been on a couple of dates, and he's like, "It's okay." And they, and they have a cute moment together, but like Blake's not ready to go home with Saxon just yet. And Saxon gets beat up because they realize he's gay. He gets beat up for being gay, and he um, Blake goes to find him, and he goes, "What happened?" You know, like. Because he kind of regret had the the night ended. Oh no, or he hears him on the phone, and he goes back and he goes, "Oh no, I'm fine." And he sees him like limping to his bedroom. He goes, "What happened?" And he goes, "Oh, uh, an altercation." He goes, "Oh, why don't you go to Havers?" And um, he goes, "Oh, Havers doesn't accept my kind." To which I'm like, "You bastard!" There's a lot of those moments in the upcoming books, Colleen. I know, but I'm just saying, I like. I hate, I'm like, Havers, you homophobic asshole. I was just like so no. mad. I'm like, I'm so, like, um, because, I, and, like, it was such a, like, because we knew, like, with, uh, like, I, even though we, um, how we said, like, Butch, like, with Butch and V, like, everyone still accepts V for who he is, despite his sexual nature with his proclivities and so on. They don't judge him. They're like, it's not our kind of thing. That's like, you're still allowed to go do your thing. Um, Whereas like they, and they, and even though, and like the King knows like why Saxon ends up, uh, cause Blade brings Saxon back to the mansion to get taken care of by Jane. And he has to clear it through wrath and wrath. Like it's totally fine. And like Saxon's all like, thank you very much. You know, the man's is beautiful, like very complimentary towards wrath. And, but wrath doesn't care. He's like, Oh no, I know why Saxton is here and it's fine. But you know, well, and Saxton gets a job out of the deal. So (laughs) everything works out. (laughs) But still, it was just like, oh, so now there's this fun thing of homophobia in the world. I mean, we knew it was there, but now it's like ever, pre- it becomes very present in through Saxton. And um, it's just like, oh, here's another thing of like, but uh, 
gayness is also considered a bad thing in certain circles of the uh of the vampiric world because it's because i guess if you're not with a female procreating then what are you doing with your life yeah <laughs> uh, it's true that's true yeah um it's 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 also interesting to see blay with with saxton Yes, because there is this emotions that plays, you know, on being part of a, or or not even being part of a of a couple, but being able to talk to someone and have them talk back to you, and it's it's interesting to have that back and forth of mutual, you know, understanding and finding yourself in which is what Blay found in Saxon. He found acceptance. He found yes. what Quinn never gave him. And it was it was very important for Blay to, you know, to move on from yes. Quinn. And that's what he did. He moved on from him. And it completely broke Quinn. Completely. It does. And it's very interesting. But he 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 should have seen that coming. He should it is. have. It is interesting because the thing yeah, but the thing about Quinn, Quinn, which um, I don't know if we see it here, and you you can cut this part if you if if I'm saying it wrong, I'm saying it too early. Quinn has a vision, and in that vision, he sees himself at in the fade. He sees himself having a child, and that's why in his head, he has to how. He had this child unless he, you know, he had um, a shellin and had that child. There's no way that he could have a relationship with uh, Blay if that's the case. Which I is think it is this. Yeah, no, yeah, it is this. Book, yeah, I think. and it's 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 it takes like this vision of the future that he doesn't know if it's even gonna happen. Takes over his present and delays it. Delays it. Um, his happy ending for a time. Um, I well, it I think it lays part his acceptance. Yes, of who he is as a person for a very long time. Yeah. Well, I, we find this out because yes, Quinn gets his own book, and that's important to note. But um, I think the him being uh, so now Saxon is he's open with his gayness. He doesn't affront it. He doesn't hide it. Blay is just still kind of coming to terms with it whereas Quinn um is tampering it down because since he was so rejected by his family for having the mismatched eyes and never fitting in him being gay was just it's another or like even being attracted to men is just another thing that like is knocking him down a whole bunch of pegs and he has a rough time handling that and I think it's very interesting so like I don't I don't know if it's the sex scene in this. I think it is in this book. Um, because there's a couple of instances that occur uh, where where mm -hmm. Blay and Quinn catch each other having sex with other people. Um, so in the very beginning, why I said it was an awkward tattoo moment. So like Quinn is all like going to has sex with the receptionist that works at the tattoo parlor. But there's a part where Bla where Quinn is walking down the hall and he knows that his cousin Saxton is there, but he hears saxton and blay together and he knows those he's like he knows those sounds that they're very distinct sounds and he knows what they're doing in there 
and Quinn just has a freak out and needs to be like, all right, I need to get out of here real fast. <laughs> Cause it's just, and it's just like the weird juxtaposition. Like we said, like, I, I feel like I, I'm a broken record at this point. They're very purposeful. She is not, she, the, the juxtaposition of the awkward sex scene in the beginning to that. It's just like, this is a dance that's going to keep happening for a couple of books. Just yeah, a heads up. Yeah, okay. it, it definitely is. And the other person that we meet in this book is Murderer. Yes. Brief. And Murderer, it's a brief, brief, little, cute. Yes. Story that we read about Murderer. But it's important because we're going to meet him again. And he's, you know, he's a brother uh, we met in Darius' flashbacks. But it's, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, he's from the old guard. So it's, um, it's super interesting to know that there is someone who's from, like, the beginning, before even Darius joined the Brotherhood, that still exists. and um, Alive and kicking. <laughs> yeah, alive and kicking. And when we read that, we were all like, oh, my God, when are we going to read about him? So it was yeah. super interesting. So the first time Blay and um, Saxon are together um, and Quinn finds out, um, it breaks his heart and you feel bad for him. But you only feel bad for him a little. Only because he could have had that completely. Yep. Mm -hmm. But circumstances and visions, as I said, like delayed that. But what's beautiful and heartbreaking at the same time is that Quinn asks Blay, did he like take care of you? Like, did you... Like, was it consensual? Did he take care of you? And Blay answers, yeah, everything is fine. And which, if you read the first chapter, take care when Quinn says it to someone, that means I'm never going to call you. We're never going to be intimate or anything like that. So it's, it was like a farewell between two friends. And it's mm -hmm. just, it was really one of the heartbreaking things in this story, for sure. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um... And I, I mean, upon rereading it as heartbreaking as it was, and like you said, like Quinn could have had that and it's just like, he shut it down, but it's also, um, feeling very much like Hex does and like how she explains it in the first chapter, like not deserving, not deserving of this. Like he's not worthy of this mm -hmm. and he can't handle this. And also let's, let's be like, Hex is a little bit older and um she's been burned before so hers is a little bit different um whereas quinn is just like you know he's under 30 and he's having these and it's like he's not like because since their lifespan is different it's just like it, you know like ha he doesn't know how to address his own feelings and he's even in present day he's still like present day books i mean like current books he still doesn't have a full handle on his feelings. He's gotten better with it, but he's still got a lot of growing to do before. Um, and I think, like, knowing now, like, um, and again, we address this with Fury's book, the growth that happens with Quinn that we see is the growth that I think Fury deserved. Like, mm -hmm. um, Quinn, like, if Blaine Quinn got together in Fury's book, I don't think it would be I think they would have been broken up by now like I don't I don't think it would it would have fizzled out in my opinion it, it wouldn't it, it it it's not meant to be at that point and you see like as it progresses you see that it's not meant to be 
at this current juncture with the way Quinn's head is. I'm like, I'm trying not to spoil, I'm like, I'm like not spoiling things, but it's like, it's like, um, hint, hint, spoiler. I said Quinn gets his own book, but that's, that's the only spoiler I'm saying. Uh, other stuff happens, but I, the, like, there's still a lot of growth that needs to happen. And I think that's a lot, a, a better job and more, more of a realistic, um, a, like, way things are gonna go. Um, <laughs> like, um, and Blay also has some growing to do. Like, he's just, he's discovering himself. He's allowed to have a little, he's allowed to enjoy this new current, you know, like this, like this version of his life, like not being in the closet. Um, and with somebody who's Saxon, who is just, I'm so glad, like he was just such a wonderful character. I'm like, um, thank goodness you stayed around. <laughs> like you, you're, he's still in current books. And I enjoy that a lot because <laughs> he's true. Um, and, and sack and, uh, if ever you want polar opposites of characters. So Saxton is very much so um, like Quinn is all tattooed and, you know, piercings everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the Prince Albert, if you will. Um, ha- you know, he everything. Whereas Saxton is like uh, prim proper, like uh you know, Tim Gunn's, you know, like suit all the time. Very like maybe khakis on the weekends if he feels bold. Um, you know, always knows what to wear, when to wear it. Uh, like that's the kind of dude that Saxton is. And Blay is kind of like in the in-between. You know, like he could be suited up to go out in the fields with John Matthew and Quinn, or he could be, you know, at home in the suit as well. Um so, like, that's just kind of where the three of them are. So that's all going on. So we go back to John, Matthew, and Hex. So clearly, so Hex gets rescued and brought living back. Uh, she's living in the man's, but Lash is still on the uh, is still on the loose. So they are still hunting him down. But now that, like, as John, Matt, like, they they don't hook up right away, but they do eventually get together and oh boy there now i'm not saying i i hated like rev scenes but i feel like these got a lot more x-rated than rev's book was <laughs> i'm not saying it's bad yeah I'm saying john matthew and hex oh boy there's a oh, scene oh. in a gym yes. that i was just yes. like i can't ever look at a gym mat ever again the same way Uh, no honestly their chemistry is very strong and you can tell um you know through the pages for sure um it was worth the wait oh it was worth the wait for both of them because they waited for each other i mean not that way but yes they waited for each other yes um we also meet no one in this book um she's a companion of pain um she's sanctuary we don't know anything about her or we don't know her history we don't know if she's a chosen she always has a hood on her name Mm -hmm. also special spelling it's no apostrophe one (laughs) yeah 
Um, and then the um, thing is also we're discovering about Lash is that he's changing physically. Mm-hmm. So physically, he's morphing into the shadow, which basically his physical body is disappearing. And slowly he's, um, you know, changing and it's scaring him because he's very into himself, <laughs> you know, yes. like a narcissist uh, would be. And um, so this is like freaking him out that his hand is disappearing, that he's disappearing as, as a physical being. Um, and that, yeah, that's like what's happening to him in, in here. Um, and then in, in this book as well, we um, as Colleen said, evolving slowly and getting over things and talking to John about his loss and how, um, you know, the way he dealt with it was a big mistake because really he didn't deal with it. And um, he is improving slowly in this book, but it takes a while for Tor to actually not get over, but to accept because there's a difference between getting over something and accepting something. Yes. Accepting something doesn't mean that that thing um, is is gone and disappeared. You remembered, but you accept that it happened and you move forward. Getting over someone is completely forgetting it and acting like it never happened or, you know, like something like that. So it's a long road yes. for him to accept that we'll see is gone. Um, and that's, we see that it's, it's an ongoing process for him, which is actually, see because loss is hard for a lot of people and a lot of people deal with it differently john dealt with it differently um and tor is dealing with it differently and um it's also a parallel to how we deal with loss every person deals with loss in a different way and um it's really really interesting right. to see the growth that they both go through throughout the books to deal with that loss Right. And, um, but like, um, well, you also see, we also see a lot of Layla in here. And the importance of this is very, yes. Layla is an important part of the brotherhood as, as, as a group. But she and Quinn forge this very special friendship connection. Yes. Friendship, yeah, connection that some people on the outside think that they are together, which they're not together. But, um, and clearly through the book, you can tell that they're not together. But no, she's she's having um, she's having some sort of feelings toward him. But she sees how he looks at Blay, and she sees how Blay looks at him, and she understands that there is a relationship there between the two and she doesn't understand why it's not moving forward but um she she really becomes a friend um she's also very interesting to see and important for the development of quinn as a person as well and she and you know her 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 whole growth took me by real big uh, like was a real big surprise um as we keep going forward because I was just like, because, you know, when you meet certain characters in books, you're like, okay, are they going to be like a throwaway? Or are they just going to be like popping, you know, every so often? Um, or like, are they going to play this huge part in the world? And Layla mm -hmm. is very, she's very perceptive of the things that are 
you know, uh, people's emotions. Now, Layla, um, like Cormia, were, were they were trained specifically as like Eros chosen, which means they were trained in the arts of sex for the purposes of pleasing the Pramali. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of what they were there for. Or in the case of like, um, if um, a brother was like when they brought jo- uh, when John Matthew was transitioning, she was prepared for whatever John Matthew whatever was going to happen between her and John Matthew, that was going to be understanding and accepted because of her training. Um, but still like she, but she's, so she's a very high, but she's very well respected because she feeds a lot of the brothers that have like rage, vicious and who doesn't, and Blake Quinn and John. Um, like she feeds all, so she feeds all of them, and I, she and did they, um, rage as well. Yes. So, uh, well, like that's what I'm saying. Like when Rage's book, she was like how she was comforting to Mary to to the whole experience of embracing the experience of what's going to happen. Like she that 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 never changes, and that's very important to her as she her going forward, especially how she interacts with Quinn. Um, so back to the flashbacks for a tiny bit. So they find the female that was kidnapped. She is pregnant with the sympath's child and that, um, so now Darius and Tor, two dudes, two, two dudes and a pregnant lady. Um, (laughs) they're, they're like, okay. So they, they, uh, she is thus, they're like, she's rejected by her family. They're not going to take her back because um, even though she was raped and held hostage, the family's like, Oh, she's disc- she is of no worth. Now we, she is nothing to us. Take her off our hands. She is dead to us huh. again. Old. And so Darius is like, you can't like there, your grandchild, like, I, like it, you know, it boggles his mind. So him and Tor take it upon themselves to care for the female until she uh, gives birth and then figure, you know, figure out what to do after that. Um, And there is a, uh, I don't know, is it Darius's house? No, I forget. They take her to someone's house to, to care for her. To care for this pregnant female, and there is an apple tree outside. That apple tree is important. Easter egg, people. Easter. Egg. Um, there's an apple tree outside that she keeps looking at, um, and so she eventually gives birth to the child, which is a girl, but she kills herself because she can't live with the consequences of what has occurred to her. Um, She's been thrown out by her family. She can't raise this. She's she, so they bury her under this apple tree, mm. and the baby he said was a half sympath, which we find out was Hex. Darius and Tor drop her off to be adopted by a family who couldn't have a child, and ho- and Darius names Hex names her Hexania. I forget what it means. 
Um, I can't find the page. I was looking for it a couple of seconds ago, but uh, he names her and hopes that she has a good life. And that is where we end the flashbacks and we stick to present day <laughs> after that. <laughs> um, but I feel, and so I'm we, trying to find what Hexania means because it was something very beautiful. Um, Cause I know it paid, yeah. it paid homage to like, I think it was like a, not a rebirth kind of a thing, but it was, um, it was, now it's going to bother me, but it, like I said, how it comes like full, how now we come full circle. Like Darius was there at Hex's, you know, like was there at her birth and hoped that she had a good life and naming her Hexania was supposed to be proof of that. And now, um, which is true to the female that she is now, the fighter, the warrior, the one who, you know, survives to live a better life, you know, to live a better life. But now we have to, and then, so in present day, dealing with Lash and his ever decomposing self. So I found it. Okay. What does it mean? Um... She shall be called Hexania. And why did he call her that? I thought I found it. Because he only says Hexania until he drops her off. Oh, blessed one. Blessed one. Blessed one. It means the blessed one. Yeah, because... Blessed one, it means... Which I thought was very sweet. It is sweet. The per, the people that give her that Darius give the gentle woman and man the 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 bowl that he gives them the baby too so that it, it suits her very well so it we never like hear about her childhood but there was never anything negative no negative about it uh, which no. means that yeah you, you know Darius there. Darius, um, and, um, which is really, uh, which is really, uh, you know, it was such a comfort to Darius to know this. The other thing is, so now, um, this is, the flashback is done. We go back to Pain and Wrath. Wait, were you talking about Lash before? Sorry. Yes, I was talking about uh, because we oh, get back to the Lash is trying. Yes, I'm sorry. No, well, so Lash, so the Lessers don't get paid for what they do. They kind of have to beg, borrow, and steal to get what they want. But Lash is used to the finer things in life, and he's not happy with them not having the finer things in life. So he's in the process of trying to um, kind of pick up where the Reverend left off. Um, Part, being part of the drug trade and maybe doing that to get some income for the lessers. 
And in the process of, and then um, he's, uh, he's doing some sort of drug deal, but the, the drug, the person he's dealing with kind tips off the brothers to say, Oh, this is, this is the dude that you're looking for. He's going to be here tonight. Uh, you know, just a heads up and they all, uh, the brotherhoods come and attack and Hex is of course a part of it. Cause she's like, there's no way I'm not. She's like, I'm ready mm-hmm. to face him. I need to face this demon. I need to take care of him. And John, um, he gets a little overprotective, but he's like, no, I understand. He has to, he like, he's like, he gets to, they get, I know they get into an argument over, but ultimately when they, when they are all there, Hex gets injured and she can't fight Lesh to the point and John takes over, but he, uh, when it comes time for the final blow, he helps Hex like giving her the dagger to end lash because he's, he knows he realizes it's important for her for the closure that she needs to do this and to be the better male. He has to let her fight her fight. Like this is her own fight. He has to let her finish it and he's going to help her. So like, I like, um, I'm not doing the scene justice. I want people to read it for themselves because it is so wonderfully written of like the inner workings of John's minds, like on like how much, how much of a different male he is than like for me, this was like the pinnacle point of how different he is than Darius. Not that Darius wasn't um, accepting of other people and way things were going. I think John is more of the modern male of what the future of what the world can be. Like so far, we've been stuck in the males that have been trapped in the present, like trapped in the past, and the past that has uh, made them what they are. Not saying that it's bad, but John is very much of the modern world and the modern world's coming in, like of like that. No, a female can be equal to a male, um, and knowing when to step back and let somebody else, like as much as you want to be a part of the fight that it's somebody like how important it is that she has this mental closure for herself so they can have their life together. I mean, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And as you said, John is different, different from them, but also very similar in being protective in being supportive in being there for her in giving her, um, the, um, the, tools for for you know the tools to 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 seek her revenge at the end of um lash's life um his he lets her be who she is she's not someone who's going to sit and wait for him to come back from fighting she's she's she wants to be the battlefield the battlefield before him and he allows her to be that and he gives her um, he's like, I can't take that away from you because we're together. It's not fair for you as a person. You've been this person exactly. for all your life. Being with me does not mean that you, your, your personality has to change because you're with me. It just means that 
you know, like you have your time, I have my time, you have your, um, just, it means that we, we support each other, we grow with each other, we listen to each other, we talk about things, which is also really, it's, it's a very interesting dynamic between two people. It's very different than the other um, couples in the brotherhood. I mean, uh, it has and somewhat... the interesting part also is re- torments. Re- no, continue. No, I was saying like the only thing that maybe comes close is Butch and Marissa, in the sense that he's. Yes. <clears throat> um, but I, I think that's also because um, Butch is younger than the like because butch and john are younger than the other brothers like even though butch is like um close to like in his fort right like he's close to 40 40s yeah yeah Yeah, Um, he's in 40s yeah but he um i mean butch still has his own things to get through and john still will have his own things to get through but um the view of the world is very different. It's not. It's different because they lived in the human world. Yes, I th- I think that's the, that's the other half of it. And Hex has also lived in the human has been exposed to more of the human world than the rest of them because of what her job is, which is um you know being mm-hmm. a head bodyguard. But she's also seen like the lowest, like she's seen what um the, uh, people at their lowest at their basest form as well. So she's, she's seen the, the, the breath of humanity. Um, and even so now, obviously they have, uh, John and Hex get together and they, uh, get mated in this book and you can tell. So John proposes to Hex, but he doesn't give her a ring. He gives her a necklace and she goes, Oh, I was expecting a ring. And he goes, I know, but you know, you're a fighter. You're not going to go out like a ring is not going to help like a necklace. You can still go out and fight with a necklace on. And I'm still with you. Even if I'm not physically there, um, a ring is really not, you're not, you're not the type to wear a ring. So like, even in that tiny gesture says so much of how much he understands her and, um, of like, uh, like, like understanding of like what your life is and I just want to be a part of it in any way I can um which I thought was really nice so and then in a very touching I got very verklempt on the reread (laughs) and the initial so Tor goes back to his home that he shared with Wellesley to get a trunk because now since John and Hex are going to be mated he gets the trunk that held Wellesley's mating gown, the one that Beth wore in Dark Lover, he gets it out for Hex to wear. And mm-hmm. it's, you can tell it's very, and like Hex even, I think it's from Hex, she could tell that it was a very emotional thing, but she doesn't interrupt Tor mm-hmm. from doing it because he knows he, she's like, he has to do this. Like this is part of his process to deal with what happened to him. And she's very moved by yeah. it. <laughs> um, and I mean, it is very, it's a very moving gesture. <laughs> I mean, it still gets me clump now, um, even though knowing it's coming. Yeah, but at, 
Yeah, but the really important part of it is this. Um, so before the meetings, before the mating, something else happens. Wrath and pain are fighting. Mm -hmm. Pain get injured. And Wrath is like, I can save her, tells the scribe virgin. So he takes her to the other side and takes her to Doc Jane. And with her comes no one. Yes. And then no one meets with Tor. And Tor cannot believe he who, um, and can't believe that she's alive. Um, then when Tor is giving, um, thing is also Tor was there when Darius gave the baby away. He was there for her birth um, and he connected all the dots together. And then he gives her the, um, the, the, the mating gown and he tells her this is from John. And she's like, no, you're lying. And then he's like, why am I so important to you? And then when uh, reveals herself to Hexania, tells him, uh, tells her that he was there on your birth and it, you are part of like, you know, it's like, and it makes her connect to him in a different way. Um, and then she discovers her mother, which is also lovely and interesting. And in the beautiful part of Sonia doesn't name her mother or hate her mother or like, you know, you left me and excuses. She doesn't know the whole story of how she came to existence, but she finds inside of her an excuse for her mother for not being there and she understands that there has to be something beyond her control or outside of her control that prevented her from being you know in my life she understands why but like you know it's it's really it I tells think you a lot more about um hex's um person pers i no i was just gonna say like her sympath side I think um, as much as her and revenge feared it, I think it's moments like this that it helps them so much because I think any they were any uh, a nor normal person would have a mixed reaction. And I think even us as readers might have this mixed reaction. Like Hex has every right to be mad at her mother for what transpired. But I think see probably seeing the emotional is like knowing that like okay so even though her mother made a very selfish choice by killing herself it was there was a lot of circumstances that were playing against the situation that were not helpful um and or like uh and i think we could spoil this i think hex also could see this as like this is this like the mating is a new beginning let this be let this be a part of it like don't shut it like this is not the time to shut it out um to welcome whatever is going to come um so on so the the cliffhanger that we leave on is pain uh is broken and uh hex and john are mated and now we have a new character named no one uh who is a blast from the past. Absolutely. And also we are left on a hang um on a cliffhanger because V discovers V discovers he what? He has a sister. Yes. Um he has a sister. And um and that 
um, you know, now it, that's the that's the and the, we end the book with happy ending for John Matthew and um, Hex and Blair and Saxinger together. Quinn is still in his little world, but then you have Payne, who's uh, newly introduced to the world group, who needs uh, to the world, and then you have no one in Torment who now are reunited. But does it feel so good? We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I know, no, it, yeah, I know. But we're, there's we, more torment coming. Yeah, there's more torment, and there's. But actually, next week's book, before we give her rating, uh, we are going to pick up on pain because we can't leave her. Yes. We can't leave her crippled. Uh, you know, so, solving Can hair. We no, we can't. We can't. She is too important. Um, even though, yeah, well, we could share thoughts. But yes, next week uh, is Pain and her lover, <laughs> lover, Manny. No, Manny. Dr. Manuela. Manny, Manny, Manny. Just, I picture, Dr. okay, Manny. the guy who plays Lucifer, the actor who plays Lucifer, that is Manny in my opinion. If anyone needs a mental Definitely. image. Definitely. It's a nice mental image. I think that's a good mental image to leave Yes. On. So now uh, we need to rate our our John Matthew and our Hex here. This book is extra not safe for work, I feel, to say as far as the sex scenes go. Extra not safe. That is so true. So true. I'm telling you, gymnasiums will never so look true. the same. And that no. is not the first time those gymnasiums get used. And no, they'll never look the same. No. They won't. So, um... I true. I definitely think John Matthew <laughs> was on the James Frazier revenge side of maildom. Gotta? Yes, absolutely, actually. Because, again, he's supportive. He's there for her. He's totally into her. It's, it's absolutely, yes. And I think for Hex. Absolutely. For Hex. And Hex may have... Hex, she, I think through, um, when we first meet her, she definitely grows like very much more so like she, she starts off in the middle, but like, I mean, she's very strong. There's no doubt about that. She's very physically strong. She's capable in charge of her own life. But as far as her own emotions go, like she starts off at one end of the spectrum, well, like in the middle of the spectrum and then works her way more towards I think she, I think her, like, revenge, they're in their own category as far as females are concerned. She's something new and different. Mm -hmm. Like, um, she's uh, a good, uh, like, pain comparing, her and pain going hand in hand, which we'll see next week. But, like, the two of those females going hand in, because they're their own category, and even in the brotherhood world, I think. Because, you know, they should be brothers by now. Who said that? Oh, I don't know. Did you? <laughs> oh, no. Was it me? Who? I think I think we have another ghost in the house. Possible. Um, <laughs> see? I agree with you completely because um, she's physically very capable, but emotionally it took her time to grow. So, obviously, clearly, love of mine, you're buying, you, you've, you're investing. I would invest in the hardcover. I won't lie. Well, all of my books at this point are in hardcover. Because I, uh, 
I was buying them the minute they came out. <laughs> God, I know, I know you probably, yeah. yeah, we both were. So clearly invest. I mean, unless you want to keep doing the library or you're sharing it with your friends, you're more than right. Go right ahead. But yes. But until next time, wait, what is the title? It's lover. Is it lover unleashed? Yes, it is lover unleashed. Okay. See, even I get the lover titles confused from time to time, <laughs> but until next time, good night, gotta good night, Colleen. If you would like to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Romance Bar. You could also email us at romancebar at acpnet.net.